Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight is... Brother Henry. Brother Rocco. Brother James. Brother Phil. Brother Daniel. Brother Perry. And Brother Phil. Worshipful Brother Phil. Yeah. First time we're popping your cherry up here. Oh yeah. Phil's in the house. <laughs> Don't worry, it's like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. It's not worried. <laughs> so... Just so our listeners know, last night we had Liberty Ghost Hunters up here last night. And uh, first thing I want to start off with is just the bananas shit that happened up here last night. Uh, so, anybody uh, watch the Facebook Live? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You yep. didn't see the Facebook Live? All right. So, I'll start it off. Uh, they came up here and uh, they started setting up. They're doing all their setup stuff. And they were taping the wires down to the ground. And this is prior to even anything start to happen. And uh, we're in here. There's like, oh, pretty much everybody is in this room, which was their control room. And there was just one guy out there, and he was setting up a camera. And we heard from in here the tape, the masking tape that they were using to tape it down. Go, right? So the guy comes in here and says, who's pulling on the cords? And we're like, we were going to ask you the same. He's like, well, make a note, because while I was trying to hook the camera up, somebody was yanking on the cord of the camera, number one. Holy shit. So we're walking around over there. And then a couple other crazy things happened. What time did you guys start? Oh, I think it was like when it finally all set up. It was like 9 o'clock, 9.30. It takes a while. Uh, so the medium was walking around, and I asked her point blank. I'm like, what's the deal? And she's like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of people up here. She goes, I feel like they're all Masons. They're not uh, malevolent or nasty. They're just kind of here. They do their thing. And she had said, if you watch the Facebook Live, it's quite incredible. I got... A K2 meter that when you walk through, it bloop, 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 it lights and blinks, right? So I'm in the lodge, and I'm walking along the benches. And the first off, the medium lady said that this lodge is full. She said it's, it's full of people, right? I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But I walk along the wall where the benches are, and this thing starts going batshit crazy. Bloop, 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 right? When I turn it as if I was turning it into the center of the room, nothing dies wow. put it back to the benches blah, 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 blah. now mind you i walk over to the where the senior deacon's chair is right and it starts going beep 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 turn around i move over to the master's chair does it there beep 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 walk around i go all around now i come back and do it again again i hit those benches blah, starts going nuts when i get back to the senior deacon's chair silence like somebody was sitting there Thank and God. then got up and left yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you want to talk about That's creepy. Yeah, I mean, cool as shit. Don't get me wrong. You want to talk about, you know, play with your willy a little bit. That scared the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of awkward. So then, uh, Ryan in his, our worshipful master, Ryan in his strict ingenious, decides that it's smart to have his fiance put on the jewel and apron of the master in the prep room. And let me tell you, watching this shit on the camera, the orbs, it looked like fireflies just went ballistic. There was actually one orb that started at the small of her back and really quickly went right up the middle of her back, back to her hair, and then took off into the lodge room. This is on tape. We're watching this from the main control TV over here, and I'm like, holy wow. shit, right? After they set up the chamber of reflection where you were, it was nuts. It was just back and forth all across the room. And it wasn't like dust where you'd see dust kind of fall and move or whatever. This was like, like UFO fast shit, yeah. UFO, quick lefts, quick mm -hmm. rights all over the place. Freaking nuts. I'm waiting for the reveal. So um, he put her in the master's chair. Oh, 
Another thing. The other side of the building, uh, I think I talked about in this last podcast where me and Henry, we heard the knock, remember? Yes. Yep. From the other end of the building. It sounded like a gavel knock on the other side of the building. And I said to him, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And he looked at me and said, well, I thought it was you. Step on the floor. <laughs> no, it's the other side of the building, right? <laughs> I was driving on the extension court that night. Yeah. I was in here, and the first team that went out was down there on that end of the hallway. Now, on the monitor, the screen monitor, when there's motion detected, it lights up green on the bottom, and it says M for motion. The freaking lodge room had motion. Nobody was in there. Nobody was in there. Just the camera set up. Nobody was in there whatsoever. No fans, no, no breeze, no nothing. There was detecting motion. Wow. That was nuts. And there was nobody. They were on the other side of the building, and the rest of us were in here. That was freaking nuts. The uh, best part of your video last night, I was sitting on the shitter. About <laughs> Leave it to Phil. <laughs> and I turn on this video, and George goes in the back room, which I guess they call the dead room. And I see him. He has his meter. He sets it across the room. He sits down, and he goes... I really hope Ryan gets smacked right in the fucking face. I would give anything to see that happen. I'm crying laughing in the bathroom. My wife's in the other room, has no freaking clue what's going on. She goes, what happened? I saw my packer for the first time. <laughs> so I actually said it to him here. Oh, I was shit. on Facebook Live, and it popped up when I showed Ryan's face. I'm like, oh, I found the ghost, right? So uh, <laughs> called me Charlie Sheen and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, right? Yep. So then... I'm looking at it, and it pops up, and it says, uh, would you like to tag Ryan Nordstrom in this? And I said, uh, oh, you're getting tagged. I'm like, you're getting tagged with a ghost scrotum right in the forehead. That was, yeah, it was pretty funny. But in all seriousness, though, we had some crazy shit going on. Uh, me and Ryan were sitting up there in the east, and one of the ladies, first off, the medium said flat out, whatever it was, was polite. It was nice. They were nice. They, she said they, excuse me, were nice. But they did not want ladies there. And one of the ladies kept feeling like somebody was grabbing her arm and trying to Make her leave. usher out and, and, and you know, kind of walk her out. Uh, um, ladies is people who are... Part of the investigation lady. team. Okay. Um, so at one point she stands up and she says, I feel like sitting in the West. And there was the, the meter was up on the master's chair or on the master's podium there. And we had asked prior to blink three times for yes, once for no. And I started that off by saying, how many knocks does it take to make an entire lodge rise to their feet? And it blinked one, two, three. Wow. That Damn. was freaking creepy. Um, so this particular lady stood up and uh, she said, I'm going to go sit in the West. If you don't want me to sit in the West, let me know. And it blinked once and it stopped. Wow. So then she decided in her ingeniousness to go say, I'm going to take the charter. And when she approached the altar, she described what felt like a cold hand on the backside of her, like her tricep. It, it, she said it felt like it was pulling her away. And she kept saying, I smell pipe tobacco smoke. Huh. That was pretty wild. Wow. Okay. Now, mind you, simultaneously, that K2 meter on the master's uh, podium there was going Fucking bananas. This thing was just blinking like it was a disco up was there. Was she standing between the east and the charter? She, no. She was on the side over oh, by okay. the north side. Yeah. So she wasn't standing in between. She was standing right there. So that was pretty nuts. Um, we uh, we kept trying to get it to smack the cigarette pack off like we talked about. That didn't happen. But uh, there was some other crazy shit that happened. Wow. Yeah. We decided at one point that we were going to... Um, 
we were going to, uh, they brought out a, a spirit box, which is basically, it's an AM modulating thing that does AM radio frequencies backwards. Mm -hmm. And it does it at a high rate, and it just sounds like... And supposedly spirits can speak through this thing. They also took two EMF, which is electromagnetic frequency enhancers, mm -hmm. and put it next to it, mm -hmm. on the altar. Um, the first, there was a couple questions asked. It was described as if it sounded like there was multiple voices trying to talk at once. Again, with our chaos crew, like, <laughs> yeah, we pretty much, you know, if they were not an open lodge, it's, it's constant chaos mm -hmm. talking. So, sounded like a lodge meeting. You know, they're all there having their meeting. But at one point, Ryan had asked, um, are there any widows here? And this thing's going, maybe. Right? So, I'm like, you heard that, right? He looked at me, I'm like, yeah, I heard that. It sounded like a maybe. It was a distinct maybe. Um, okay. so then uh, again, the, one of the ladies started playing around with, you know, I'm going to go sit in the West. I'm going to go sit in the East. I'm going to steal a charter. And you heard, no, like it was pretty freaking wild. Like, and then at one point I got the ingenious idea that I'm going to stand up and I'm going to go kneel at the altar. And when I kneeled and I'll mind you, this box is directly in front of me. I hear this thing going, brother. That sent chills all over me. Like, yeah, that freaked me out. out of my spine right now. Well, I will tell you that <clears throat> since we moved into this building, I've never felt as many chills as I've felt <laughs> in this, you know. In, in any building. You know, in any place. Um, just walking in here, it's, uh, you feel presence. Yeah. And the other thing that uh, we had, that the medium had said is when we were in the back area over by the dead, you know, the, huh, <laughs> I took one out of your book. Call yeah, it a dead offices. offices. But anyway, the vacant offices. <laughs> uh, she said that she felt an African-American male whose hands were bound. And I'm like, well, that's freaking weird. That makes no sense. But then again, as this building was built in 1853, 18, something like that. It was 1800s. Well before we as Masons yeah. were here. Yeah. And prior to that, our lodge were, was located in Oxford. Right. Center of well, actually, we moved, we were here in 1851. That's when we came to Seymour. 1847 is when we were in Oxford. Oh, so, really? yeah. From 1804 to 1847. We were, uh, we occupied. We, we were in Oxford. In the center actually, of town. Actually, which is kind of funny, the, uh, right in the center of town and across the street is yeah. the Oxford House. So, the Oxford yeah. House is and that was across, pretty much our dining hall. That was where they used to go. And it, okay. I, I so that they whole used to area go back and forth between the yeah. hotel and the because right. it was a hotel at the time. Mm -hmm. It was an Oxford hotel, mm -hmm. and they used to go across to the hotel for the refreshment, I believe. Uh -huh. um, now I've been in that building. I've been in the Oxford House basement, um, and I've been told by former employees um, that they've been touched there. They've been, you know, had mm -hmm. ghost sightings there or something. It was actually um, the the story that I heard is the waitress. Had her apron ripped off. That's interesting. Yes. So this is she was walking in the basement, and she's coming upstairs, and she has an apron on, and it was torn off of her, wow. and and she felt that she had to get upstairs, so she went upstairs. But um, the owner of the bill, uh, of the Oxford House at the time told me that, and um, it sent chills up my spine as well. 
Yeah, so now again, mind you, we didn't go ahead. My only question, we've occupied or we've been in Seymour ever since that. So from eighteen fifty one. and again, I've gone over the minutes, I've looked at the minutes. It's pretty funny. It talks about how a doesn't say lodge, it says a uh oh, what's the word? Not a quorum or uh it's another word a a meeting of masons basically okay. took place at Glindering Hall. Glindering was George Glindering, and he was pretty much the one who revived the charter of Morningstar Lodge right, right. back in 1851. He was the uh, one. Yeah. He was like the saving grace. And they met at Glindering Hall, which was basically his friggin' house. And then at some point, and again, it doesn't really specify where they went, but it stops becoming known as Glindering Hall. It starts talking about how all the members paid a dollar for dues, and they petitioned to get the charter of Morningstar Lodge back, which they did. And then it talks about how they were just meeting at the lodge room on such and such a day. So they no longer were at George Glendering's house. Yes. They were now meeting at a location. Yeah, I remember reading okay. that. Yes. The original location was something called Strag's Inn. And it was actually on Broad Street, which I'm assuming is a building that's no longer there. It's gone. But it was a Strag's, I want to call it Strag's Inn, Strag's house or something like that. On Broad Street. It was on Broad Street, yeah. And I'm assuming that's where the Congregational Church is now. Yeah. Or the Swan Building. Yeah. Um, yeah but I'm 100%. It's the only building that's ever been on that street. I don't think there's anything across the street. Yeah, unless it was called something different or maybe they changed the name from Strags into the uh, the, uh, the um, well, Swan Building. Swan is not that old. Right. So that's why I think maybe it was probably, it was somewhere in that area. Yeah. At that point, they left there. And that's when, in 1901, they went to the Yale Beach building, which is down a little bit further. Again, from, and then what happened was, whoever owned the Yale Beach building raised their rent, and seven years later, in 1908, they came here. But my point is, with the whole, uh, the Af- I thought that was really interesting. I, I, I'm actually, I want to find out more about that, what that means. Well, do we because know what this building was before? <laughs> this building was built by Carlos French. Uh, who actually, ironically, was a mason, along with a bunch of other people. This building, Rocco can give you more information about it, was, uh, you said that the the so building was... The building was built around a furnace. Uh, the furnace was built first in the basement. And, um, and it was a steam furnace, I believe. I believe it was a steam furnace. And that, uh, that steam furnace, it, you know, would uh, power the lights of the street. Uh, and they would come on horse-drawn carriage to get here. And, and this was actually, you know, it was a relief for them to come to uh, Seymour because they used to have to go to Shelton um, right. to lodge. Right. And that's that's when they, they mm-hmm. you know, separated from Derby Shelton and, and formed their own lodge in Oxford. Um, and it was more about, like, the weather and them getting there um, on time. Right. Because they were, they were farmers, and it was, uh, at the end of the day, they take the horses and try to go to Shelton and they were always late. So, I don't know much about this building Mm -hmm. um, in regards to what happened prior to us being there. I only know it from the minutes that we have, but I would really love to know what the actual fuck went down in this building prior to us being here. Prior to this building, though, if you go into Oxford, right, and you go down into the Oxford house, there are sections of that basement that you can't access. So there's actually corridors in that basement that you can look down, and it's, there's no way to get into it. And uh, the rumor, at least the owner, t- 
told me the rumor was that that was part of the Underground Railroad. Now, it's funny because when the medium was up here and she was doing her thing and she talked about what she, when we were in the lodge now at this point, she already talked about the African-American male who was in the back and he was chained and he was saying, why, I don't understand or something like that is what she was saying. She felt very, she said, she described it as confusion. She said he was very confused. And I find that funny because later that night, she said that we were all in the lodge room, okay? All of us were in the lodge room, and she s- described that there was somebody at the door of the lodge, the, the door over there, that couldn't come in. And she said, he's not a mason. And she felt like it was the man that she felt, the African-American male, in the back corner. And the masons were telling him he can't come in, but it wasn't like a... You need to go as in... They it wanted, wasn't a rude thing. It, it wasn't a rude thing. They wanted him to pass on. Oh, wow. Now, I find that funny because especially back in those days, yeah. you know, back in those days, you know, there was a lot of segregation, a lot of racism, but the Masons, she described, they weren't being nasty to the, the spirits that were in that room. They were guiding him. You yeah. need to move on, which I find funny because the Oxford House was the Underground Railroad. What's to say that Seymour wasn't one of the stops along that way? Well, and I would really love to know that. Now, that makes sense when you said that they asked, are there any widows here? And the response was, maybe. Well, we already know that the Masons, our, our past Masons that are that are residing here, I guess, don't want women to be present. Right. But maybe there are women who are here before them who are part of the Underground Railroad. And they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You know, there, there are women in the building. But well, not, we, we've also always lodge. had the Eastern Star, too. We've also had right. Eastern Star for quite a while. When so did Eastern Star start? Eastern Star was here, actually, because on the old picture, it says OES on right. part of the sign. It was actually what we had in this building yeah. back in those times, eighteen or 1908 until whenever. The sign outside says Masonic Lodge, and then it said um, OESRAM, which is Order of the Eastern Star. So the ladies were here. Okay. And RAM is Royal Archmasons. So there was yes. actually a York Rite chapter in this as well. Okay. And there was also obviously Oddfellows because we found Oddfellows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when they came or what how that all occurred, but I do find that funny. Like there was there was some shit going on in here. And I would love to know if the Masons were part of that. Like if they were actually hiding people up here in the lodge room yeah. or in the building. Again, Carlos French was one of the designers of this building. Yeah. He in his family were masons. Yeah. That's quite interesting. So, uh, and it wasn't like, and when she was saying that the man wanted to come into the lodge room, but they were kind of telling him, you can't, you can't. Again, he's not a mason. Right. And, but on top of that, they were telling him, what she described was telling him he needs to move on. He needs to pass on. Hmm. So, I thought that was interesting as shit. Um, I can't, uh, can't really think of anything. Oh, so I already covered the spirit box, right? Yeah. We already went over the spirit box. Um, end of the night. So now, I mean, there was some other stuff. And again, I'm really going to wait for the big reveal of uh, Liberty Ghost Hunters. And I want to have them actually on this podcast and talk about everything. How are they doing this reveal? We haven't discussed that yet. I don't know if they're going to do it privately and then we're going to do a big to-do. Or, I I really don't know exactly. Uh, Again, they can come on the podcast. Do they have publication? Or are they their own? They have their own publication, yeah. But they tagged us as I tagged them and many things back and forth. So okay, we're sharing everything. All right, I'll stop interrupting you, George. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, I want you to ask hey, questions. Hey, hey. No, no, I want you to ask questions because uh, I, 
You ask questions, I don't think of everything. So it works I think out the perfect. interest is there. I think everybody's interested to find out. What I would like to do is, if we get a big enough interest in this, I would actually like to move this to, to some sort, maybe even the Strand uh, Auditorium. Oh, and hell yeah. Another do all. But show what happened add, up here. Add to the ghost. Pile on the ghosts. That would be that would be fun. But uh, on a side note, what you heard that too? Is there somebody else coming? Grab the sword, Henry. <laughs> All right, you go do your thing, Henry. Let me know if you get your butthole poked. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit, there is somebody. <laughs> and he just shit his pants. That was amazing. That was great. That was almost as good as the other night when I scared the piss out of Ryan. Woo-hoo. What's up, brother Scott? We're doing a podcast. Awesome. Yeah. We got our entered apprentice in the house about to uh, take his fellow craft this coming weekend. Oh, yeah. We're talking about all the crazy shit that happened up here. I saw some of that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Awesome. So, right. all right, last story, and then you guys can ask anything else. We're about to leave. I'm out here because I'll tell you, when we were in the lodge room and they had those EMF things going, mind you, the heat was at 68 degrees. It was a fucking boneyard in here. It was so cold in there. It wasn't even funny. I was wearing something similar, you know, to what I'm wearing now. Thin, hoodie, you know, but real thin, right? And I was literally like this, shaking. Even Ryan was cold, right? I I found like, fuck this. I got to get out of here. It's too freaking cold. I came into this room. And when I came into this room, I guess Ryan and the two other guys, uh, Chris Martinelli and uh, John McManus, were going to turn the lights on, lights out, right? Went to go turn the lights on. And one of the EMF detectors went, or not detectors, but EMF boosters Mm -hmm. went sailing off the freaking altar and fell onto the floor. And they turned around and said, what the fuck was that? Wow. Yeah, and then they went and looked, and now mind, like mind you, it's on the altar, right. it's on the flat part, so it's not like it, it yeah. slid off or anything, and it was far enough away that it looked like somebody literally smacked it, gave it a whack, wow. and I asked all night, smack Ryan, smack the cigarette pack. I, I asked for Ryan to get punched in the face numerous times. <laughs> I was a little upset. Sounds legit. I really wanted Ryan to get the shit slapped out of him. I think I asked him to get his ass beat a couple times, but. Eh. Yeah, you can ask, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But anyway, they smacked off the the EMF, and I, there's actually a camera pointed right at it, so I can't wait to see that. But that was the last story of that. So Oh, there was a camera on that? There was a camera on it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. They were actually wow. walking toward the lights. The camera was pointed actually from the from right by the door of right. the lodge, pointed at the altar. So we're definitely going to see that. Unless Ryan's big-ass head is in the way, we're going to see oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Definitely. <laughs> Because I went in there, I heard the bang, and I went in there, and they were like, holy, their eyes the biggest fucking half dollars. I'm like, what's the deal? And they're like, dude, something just smacked the fucking thing off. I'm like, oh, god damn it, why wasn't I in here? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a cool you probably would have ran like a little bitch anyway. Hell no. <laughs> you think so, huh? He went, he went in Listen, I've been touched that. twice. And I also heard something tell me, good job, when I was wiping over here. And that, that I didn't run like a little bitch then. I ain't going to run like a I little bitch. Like, that's what that happened. The only thing is, actually, when I heard, oh, yeah. Whoa, did you talk the about The lights that? on the last the lights, podcast? The door. I was telling you, you heard about yeah. that? Oh. I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. the podcast, yeah. That was fucked. That shit was no joke. <laughs> and these are, right where you were now mind you, these are, I have to describe this, they are fluorescent. They are what are the what the fuck are these eight things? Foot eight foot fluorescents, right? These don't dim. Yeah. 
No. If anything, they blink. Yeah, they flicker, they flicker yeah. right? They go this out, fucking yeah. thing dimmed where this room was like every single twilight. time. You, you talk about that a knocker and a bell. Every single, every yeah. single time. Every, every time I talk about yeah, the bell flying down the hallway. Those yeah, fuckers dimmed. And I, it's like a uh, it feels it like nuts. I'm looking. You said no. <laughs> so that's uh, that's all I got for what's happening until we get the reveal. Uh, but if you go on the the Freemasons podcast Facebook page, I put up uh, live stream photos as well as Morningstar Lodge number forty seven. I put up live stream photos or videos so that you guys can watch it. It was pretty fucking wild. But cool. What else you guys got? Anything else? I think that covers the ghost thing. All right, that covers the ghost things. Let's move in. Definitely creepy, but it doesn't surprise me too much. (laughs) No. (laughs) I will say this, though. I still want Ryan to get the shit slapped up. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's get into the Knights Templar. That was where we left off last. Uh, Where I left off is we've pretty much talked about their history, and we talked about where they could have went. So tonight we're going to get into... Uh, the curious things uh, that occur between the Templars and Freemasonry. And a lot of it has to do in Scotland. So I think we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. What do you guys think? Take a quick break? Yeah. Yeah. Smoke break. We'll be back. Welcome back. We are done with our little cigarette break, and now we're getting into the Knights Templar and the Freemason Connection. And I want to start it off at Scotland, um, especially the Roslyn Chapel, because there's some crazy shit that's in Roslyn Chapel that I firmly believe solidifies the fact that the Freemasons and the Knight Templars are one and the same. I actually have a map, if you guys want to look at it, but uh, there's a map here that I have and it's actually of the area around Endenburg. Um, and it's also the area roughly around where Rosalind Chapel is. And you have Rosalind Chapel next to Rosalind Cha- uh, Castle, next to the Templar, Temple Church, which, if you guys don't know anything about the Knights Templar, everything that they owned was started with Temple, like Temple Tartosa, Temple Church in England. Everything was started with Temple, right? And then, if you look... Uh, at Endenburg Castle, the Queen's Ferry Pier. So all this area, it, oh, and actually it's funny, around Rosalind Chapel, the area was called Templar Wood. See it on the map? Can you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now watch this. I'm going to fast forward, and then I'm going to back up. The first, the earliest recorded Masonic paper was the Hollowell Manuscript, which stated that masonry was brought to England by King Atheli... Uh, Athelistan in the year 924 and stated uh, lucid or counterfeit geometry. Um, they speculatively go back to Inga, to uh, excuse me Egypt and all that stuff, but I actually have a paper and you guys can see it's written in Old English and right George, there. The Hollowell manuscript is also known as the Regis poem. Right. Um, it's the earliest of the old charges. They were vellum pages. There you go. 64 vellum pages. <laughs> There's also uh, the Cook Manuscript is recorded in 1452 and is a study of the English dialect and a study of the English dialect uh, used it used in it dates to 1425 and shows evidence of Masons pleading their case to govern themselves away from kings. 
Um, it also states lodges were banned from assembling and adds a point that King Sun was also a Mason. In line 603, it states, and you have to read this old English shit, it says, for, for of speculative, he was master and he loved well masonry and masons, and he become a mason himself. That's Matthew Cook. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Matthew Cook, it, it almost seems as if that correlates a lot with our fellow craft. Right. Because it, it was a, it was based on the, um, you know, the seven um, liberal arts. Right. Oh, just give me a minute. I'm looking through here real quick. I'm trying to find the spot where I had. Um, can't seem to find it now. But anyway. Evidence that a lodge which was initiated, Elias Ashmole at Warrington, on the 16th of October, 1646, was mainly or entirely composed of speculative or accepted masons. So that was in Warrington. I believe it was on this map, but I could be wrong. I can't seem to find it now. I apologize. I thought I had it. I thought I had it on here. guess not. Um, but it's quite interesting. Uh, so if you look at the layout of the Rosalind Chapel, it actually mimics the Temple of Solomon. The same layout, and I actually have an image of it. Right. And I'm going to put all this on the Freemasons podcast, but i got to find this image so you guys can see it. Here you go. Ready? Mm-hmm. So that's Rosalind Chapel, or Rosalind Rosalind chapel or whatever in Herod's temple and you can see that all of they match like right over the top so I find that interesting now the Freemason connections that are in this if you look at an image you can actually look this up at one of the images Knights Templar in Freemasonry there's actually an image on the outside of the church that shows what looks like to be somebody escorting Another guy in between two columns by, it uh, looks like he's got a cable toe around his neck. It appears, it gives the appearance of an apron or something, and he's holding the Bible and he's blindfolded. Very similar to our entered apprentice. Yep. And if you actually look, the guy guiding him has a cross on his chest. Got a cross chest, on his chest. As the Templar cross. As, as yeah. yeah. Well, as it could be seen. Well, it's a passion cross. Same it's a passion cross. Yeah. But, um, but if you look, that's quite interesting that it looks like there's a monk Escorting. You see what I'm seeing, Rocco? Yeah. So this is, is this the... Um, this is the Rosalind Chapel. Is this the apprentice pillar in the Rosalind? No, no, no. This yeah. is actually on the outside of the on building. On the outside. Because um, there's also pillars inside that... Correct. There's also pillars inside. There's the uh, master's and apprentice pillar. Yep. And it's kind of funny that the apprentice pillar is more decorative than the master's pillar. And so the story goes that the apprentice made his pillar more decorative than the master and the master was upset about it and killed him huh. building that yeah. thing. I remember Kind of similar to our MM degree. Yeah. Almost similar. Um, cool little thing here. So William St. Clair <coughs> uh, was one of the members, or, or excuse me, one of the family members who created the Rosalind Chapel. And there's actually a... 
the sarcophagus, I guess you can call it, in the basement of the Roslyn Chapel where it says William de St. Clair, Knight Templar. The curious thing about this is obviously this is in this is new at the bottom if you guys can see it. And again, I want to post all these photos. You're welcome to look at it. If you just type in, you can Google search it, and it says you know the uh, you know just go to sarcophagus in William, yeah in uh, oh yeah William C., uh, William St Clair Roslyn Chapel coffin or whatever. But a curious thing about the Knights Templar <laughs> is when the Knights Templar died, they actually didn't uh, they didn't put their names on on the uh, the headstones because they didn't believe in individuality. They believed in the whole. So what they would do is they took their swords and they would actually lay it on the stone and they would chisel an image of the stone around the sword. And if you look... Oh, you can see the sword. You can see the sword where mm-hmm. it was chiseled. And it's actually in old runes right here. You can see the oh, sword. yeah. Do they break the sword too when they put it in the coffin? That I, I, that I don't know okay. off the top of my head. Um but they were they were to be not distinguished by any way, shape, or form. Again, there's another picture on the side of the Rosalind Chapel where you have a knight with somebody else on a horse. Um, and you can see that was, this, that was the symbol of the Knights Templar. Protecting, it looks like a woman behind the horse. Or right. Or some kind of pilgrimage, almost. Correct. Um, one of the first recorded Masonic meetings was actually at Endenburg. And if you look at this map, you could see Endenburg is not far away from the Roslyn Chapel, the area known as Templar Woods, um, Roslyn Chapel, Roslyn Castle, Temple Church. So all this kind of happened in this general area. The first Grand Lodge session was held at the Goosey Gridiron on the 24th of June, 1717. There were four lodges that attended. Uh, just for that was the actual first recorded uh, Masonic, me, Masonic Grand meeting, Lodge Grand meeting. Lodge meeting. That was the first one that was actually written down on paper. It was four lodges. Stonemasons were building the churches and fortresses of kings, uh, and were without a doubt employed by the order. Without a doubt, you know they, they were stonemasons. What they did, uh, they were master master architects as well as artists. Uh, Zero evidence of ritual of any kind being a requirement of the early order prior to 1717. So the Freemasons, there was no evidence of an or of, of any type of ritual or anything. However, the Templars had a ritual, and I'm going to get into that in a moment. Uh, Masons revere Solomon's Temple as our first Masonic project, even though guilds have been around well before, i.e. the pyramids and everything. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because that's where the Templars were, stored, were, were pretty much at. Mark of stonemasons, and this is quite interesting. You see all the marks of the stonemasons. What they would do is, in those days, when they built a block, they would chisel their own mark into it. You see that? Yep. It's almost like writing your name, pretty much. It's your own personal to show what you worked on. Ritual similarities. Now listen to this. This is where it gets fun. In the Knights Templar rituals, uh, and this is from, again, this is just what I've looked up in different things that I've found. In the Knights Templar rituals, uh, learned during their arrest, the initiate is approached by three senior members of the Knights Templar. They all give him some hardships and some of the expectations of the order. They ask if he still wishes to be admitted and confirm that he is unmarried, holds no debt, not associated with any other order, is in good health, and a free man. Ironically, especially in the state of Connecticut ritual, when they when you come to the door and they say, you know, 
is he of lawful age? Yes. Uh, you know, that part. And basically one of the things is... Um, no, before that, he says, um, oh boy. Um, no, no, no. Uh, who comes here? A man who has been regularly initiated as an intern apprentice. Oh, no, a, a man who is. Come on, you're the rich I know. Right. I haven't done this part in a while. Try it, let's go. Yeah. All right, so it's um, a, a man who is. No, who comes here? A, a man who wishes to receive. Oh my God! Yeah, you fail here. You got your yeah, original yeah, book. That bad boy up. We're not failing here. It's, um, <laughs> we're looking stupid right now. Yeah. Here we go. A man of lawful age and well recommended, but in the old ritual, it actually said a man freeborn of lawful age and well recommended. It's a poor blind candidate who is desirous of being brought from darkness to light. Right. And receiving a part of the. Rights, lights, and benefits. Right. But it also, in part of it, the old ritual, and actually George Ward, worship brother George Ward used to say it, and he, I think even Shelton says it, a man, freeborn. So that's kind of interesting that the Templars, they asked if you were a free man. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting yeah. Free masonry is similar ritual to a master mason being of being harassed by three men. Hmm. Now, when they did, uh, well, I'll get into it at the end. Uh, when actually, they, just as a side note, this might tie into your whole ghost scenario it had to be a free man in order to join the masons not that they were really turning that man away but because he wasn't born free he their bylaws are who knows potentially well he, that's actually i don't know i just he could have been little, born free and, and trapped then, yeah. brought here and then freed himself yeah through the the, the obviously the, the channels of, of the time yeah, of the time yeah. Um, here's another cool, interesting thing. When the Templars were also under investigation and confessed to part of the ritual burial for three days in a hole without water. After the three days, they were removed from the hole and taken outside to the midday sun as a symbol of rebirth into the order. In Freemasonry, you symbolically die and are buried in a grave, reborn or raised from the dead into our fraternity. Mm -hmm. Quite an interesting little euphemism. Uh... As you can see, look, if you look on the side, this is actually a cave in England where you can see the body of somebody in a hole mm -hmm. similar to what our EA degree would be. Or, excuse me, our Master Mason Master degree would be. Um, interesting little side note. They talked about how you know they would defecate on the cross, and it also talked about um, how... One of, they talked about this acts of homosexuality. One of the things that was told by one of the Templars who were under arrest is that he had to kiss the belly of the, the guy performing the ritual, whatever the Knight Templar was, the, the master of, of that commandery or whatever. It was explained, though, that the reason why they defecated or not defecated or urinated on the cross, whatever it may be, is because where they were going to fight they did not like Christians. So okay. you would see, and again, you have to remember, back in these days, people were super religious. Yeah. So if you see something that happened to the cross, they're, oh! you know, it's like uh, the yeah, end of the world. Yeah. So they did that part of the ritual as kind of a, this is what you're going to experience, get used to it type thing. And the, the reason why they, they were told to kiss the belly of that of the particular, whoever the master was who was conducting him through this, was to show a sign of obedience. Okay. 
And that's how it was explained as I read it. Uh, George, I, I went and looked up the uh, the actual words of the old, uh, and it's by being a man, freeborn, of good repute, and well recommended. Awesome. That's what it is. Um, here's a couple other similarities. The highest rank was Grand Master in Templary. What's our highest rank in the state of Connecticut? Oh, Grandmaster. What's the highest rank in uh, the free, the Masonic Knights Templar in the United States? What's his What's his name? Grand Commander. Grand Master. Grand state of Connecticut. Every state is Grand Commander. When you get up to the level of you know, the Grand Encampment of the United States of America, the top guy is called Grand Master. Grand Master. Okay. This was an interesting thing, and this is what I was talking about before. The first recorded lodge minutes that were verifiable were in Indenburg, Scotland in 1599. January 9th, 1599. Look at you. Oh, yep. oh, now look great. at this map. <laughs> I want you guys to all look at this map. And again, if you take a map of where Rosalind Castle is, Indenburg is right here. Yep. Okay. There's Templar Wood. There's Temple Church. There's Rosalind Chapel. So everything was right in this one area. Mm -hmm. And actually, another cool fact about Endenburg, um, it's actually the oldest active going minutes. Uh, Endenburg, Mary Chapel number one. Uh, their their lodge was actually first documented minutes was July thirty first, fifteen ninety nine. A couple months after uh, Ashton Haven, um, but they're actually active to this day. They have not skipped one meeting. Have from 1599 to now, awesome. they have documented minutes. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Here's another interesting thing, and I kind of want to dive back into, we're getting into Baphomet now, and that was like the horn god and everything. Baphomet was actually, and I actually found this, uh, Baphomet, the actual sabbatical goat, was drawn by Elphis Levi. Uh, and that was born, in, that was actually depicted in 1856. Much after. Way, way after. after all of them. Um, and actually, uh, <clears throat> Baphomet actually appeared in a letter from a crusader, not even a Templar, a crusader, in 1098 while they were on crusade, the first crusade. And it says, <clears throat> and again, it's all in Latin, but I'm going to read it in English. It says, uh, as the next day dawned, they called lo loudly upon Baphomet. And we prayed silently in our hearts to God. Then we attacked and forced all of them outside the city walls. So Baphomet doesn't mean what the Catholic Church and conspiracy theorists think it means. And actually, uh, Templars and their funny little codes. If you take Baphomet, and I have this here because I did this all on my own. This is pretty nice, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually had to learn Hebrew. I, I, okay. Baphomet using the Atabash situation cipher, substitution cipher in Hebrew. So basically, you have the Hebrew language going one way. I think I talked about this last past. You have the mm -hmm. Hebrew language. It's almost like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way. And then you take that cipher and you do it backwards. Baphomet brings up this word here. In cipher, you flip it around. Translated to English becomes Sophia. Sophia is the Greek goddess, which means wisdom. Uh, Sophia in Greek means wisdom. Huh. Baphomet is also known for a duality, you know, light and dark, right? And and um, actually, male and female energies. 
So it's it's something that was falsely accused of worshiping, but it's a concept. Now this more than is anything else. This is where I find funny, and this ties into the Oak Island. You'll like this one. So in Sophia, you have phi, P-H-I, or phi, whatever, right? That's also known as the golden ratio. And basically it's B plus C equals A, the whole, right? And I have it right here. It's called tri-dividing, or tri-viding, right? Mm -hmm. Check this shit out. So if you Google search, so it's it's also how you measure uh, the 360 degrees of a system for measure, right? Got it. The golden section is what it's called. If you go to the side of Rosalind Chapel, right, there's this image of an angel that looks like it's playing musical notes. And the notes that he's got his fingers on are B, C, and A, mm-hmm. which is the golden, the golden ratio. ratio. Hmm. Golden ratio <clears throat> is found in uh, the St. Paul Chapel. It's also found in the Egyptian um, Fibonacci series, the pyramids, everything. Even the cathedral at Notre Dame and everything in there. Uh, However, we can see the golden ratio in nature. You can see it everywhere. Right. So they, they've measured this, and, and this is something that's known. Is if you go really small, you know, things look very weird. If right. you go really large, they look very weird. But it all follows the Fibonacci sequence and the golden ratio. So this is interesting. Going back to Rosalind Chapel. Templars may have blended into Freemasonry, and here's how. Uh, Templars may have traveled to America to get away with their treasure. Evidence is in Rosalind Chapel. And if you look at these two images, and you can type this in, um, if you type in Rosalind Chapel corn, it actually shows corn. Now, here's an interesting thing about corn. It was only in the New World. It was only in North American. North American. Only in North America. There's no corn that grew native in Europe, Asia, anywhere else. Until never. Really? I don't know if they use it, do it now, but back well, then. Sure, nowadays. I mean, sh- now, yeah, is totally different. Now, now there's right. there's rumor that a hundred years before Columbus, potentially the Knights Knights Templar came to America, and that's evidence potentially in the Kensington runestone. And and they uh, yes. Yeah, they, they, they traded with Native Americans in Nova Scotia and New England. Right. And I'm going to get into that, too. You'll check this out. But here's another one. The prairie trefoil is actually native to Kansas. Hmm. Hmm. And why is it on the side of Rosalind Chapel? That's pretty cool. All um, right. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. You got some? Yeah, no. I was, um, I was just going to also mention that... Um, when uh, the Knights Templar went to Scotland, because that's pretty much self-inevident, uh, Scotland was uh, they always had um, very big culture into Vikings, and Vikings always sailed and explored. That was very big with the Viking culture, and there's there's proof that the Vikings actually went to North America and Canada well before Columbus did. So now it shows that with the Knights Templar. In their heritage with Scotland, it shows that Scotland actually could have showed them a path to the New World or America to give them passage to potentially Oak Island. Right. Uh, another, because there's a couple other things too, is uh, Scott Walter did a whole thing on the Kensington Runestone, and that's actually well documented on the History Channel about the Kensington Runestone, where it said they came in 1362. And it talks about 
a whole, they were coming for land acquisition. And again, you can get into the whole hooked X thing, which is where there was actually an X with a little hook on the end of it. And they found it at, in, in, uh, what is it, Vinland? Yeah. In, in, uh, Sweden and off the coast and on an island, uh, where there's actually Templar graves that have the hooked X in it. Um, moving on, there's also, uh, the other guy, um, Prince Henry Sinclair, uh, talked about a, 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 a excuse me, a, um, voyage he did here. Um, and it's documented, this, uh, the document of this particular thing was co- discovered in 1558 from Niccolo Zeno, which spoke of a voyage to America with a Scottish prince called Zichmni, uh, believed to be mistranslated for De Orkney, which was Henry Sinclair's surname, Prince Henry Sinclair de Orkney. For instance, I'm a I'm a uh, Knight of Saint Thomas of Acon, which is an order of Freemasonry, and I had to pick a surname. My surname is Sir George of Normandy. Okay. Because I picked, you know, well, they have a whole story in that. I'll get into that another day, but. Uh, <laughs> It basically talks about how uh, they came running down and they're on the island and he had, they had to get off an island wherever they were. I think it was Greenland and they were being attacked by Vikings, but they ended up moving. Uh, you also have these pictures as well. This is actually known as the Westford Knight and this is found in oh, Massachusetts. So the, the hooked X was actually found in Maine, Minnesota, and Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Right. This is actually a picture of the Newport Tower. Again, you guys can look up Newport Tower. It has the same similar... Again, many people say it's a windmill, okay? But it's got eight legs, just like a temple church. It has eight legs. And that's how Templars used to make their churches. Round, rotunda churches, Mm -hmm. same way. And every time that the Templars landed, typically the first thing they did was build a church. Right. This is quite interesting. Micmac tribe of Nova Scotia spoke of white men, specifically a white man who sailed from the east hole they called Glooskop. But if you look at the Sinclair, the Sinclair flag, and then look at the Micmac flag, it's the same thing. Almost inverted. identical. The, yeah. the, star the star and the, and the hook almost look um, right. flipped. Yeah. Right. So this is basically what I want to get into Oak Island. Again, you have the cross that was found in Oak Island. Yeah. Right. You also have. The Tree of Life on the side of uh, uh, the Castle Chinon, which is where they were arrested, they drew a tr- symbolic, a Kabbalah Tree of Life. And then if you look at, at Nolan's Oak Cross Island. on Oak Island, that also pops up. And then, remember that thing I was yeah. telling you about the sacred geometry? If you take it... And go through, yeah. This, it, it actually the looks... That's actually the money pit. If you put the money pit next to the golden proportion, it actually shows pretty much where the 90-foot stone was found and then the bottom where they supposedly hit that vault. Well, using hmm. that. So it's quite interesting. But it, the connections between the... Again, even in Freemasonry itself, we have repeating numbers that, that are just... yeah. I mean, not to mention that um, there was a guy named William Shaw in, in 1593. He was appointed Master of uh, Works by the Royal Family, King James VI of Scotland. 
And um, it's funny because back when the stonemasons um, split into two separate entities, so they had the stonemasons and Freemasons, um, William Shaw actually sent the Shaw statue, which is the first regulations directed to any lodge for conducting business in a formal sense. So that's mainly the reason why we have lodge minutes. But the, the funny part is he didn't direct these orders to um, the, the stonemasons. He directed these to the lodge. Now, I feel he did that because this is after the time where the Knights Templar were forced into hiding, in a sense. So I think that they, they hid into the, the stonemasons, like Brother George says, and that this was a way for William Shaw and the royal family to sidestep and give orders and communicate with the Knights Templar. I mean, I have no real reason other than speculation behind that. But. Uh, another interesting thing is one of the uh, powerful families in England, there was actually something called the Shepherd Statue. Um, and this particular statue has the DM code on it. And the DM code is, is a code that's yet to be kind of deciphered. But in this particular statue, it was talked, there, there's Latin on it, and it talks about we are from Arcadia, right? The interesting thing is on this statue where the R is pointed, there's a, one of the statue images uh, or one of the, the figures in the statue, it's pointing at the R, so if you remove the R from Arcadia, it becomes Acadia, and that's what the French used to call Nova Scotia, Acadia. Hmm. Hmm. And you have, you know, all you have New Ross, which is supposedly got a castle on, you know, a castle, the remnants of a castle, Oak Island, like it's it's freaking insane to just. But if and you, you know, don't mind, can I can I cut it? Absolutely, go ahead. Speaking of that. I don't know if my mom, my mother still has it, but I think there's a, oh, sorry, there's a ceramic um, a stein, if you will, mm -hmm. that I believe was my grandfather said, you might, you might actually have some of that stuff on it, believe it or not. Oh, no sure. I'm not sure if she still has it or not, but I might have to look into that. No, but it, it, it sparked my memory yeah. talking about it, so. Hmm. So... Another interesting thing about Oak Island is that, and I find it funny, again, there's many investors that put millions and billions of dollars in this, but one of those investors was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. Who yes. was actually yep. a Freemason. Yep. Yes, I find was. that kind of curious. And he spent some time looking. He spent some time looking up there. How many years did he spend looking, Rocco? Can you yeah, look that up? Um, a lot. I'll have to look up. I'm... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, deep into uh, <laughs> deep into actually the old charges, what they call the old charges mm. uh, for masonry, and it's the original docs um, that that talked about um, liberal arts and geometry, stuff like that, uh, which was really cool. But um, that's actually what I'm, I'm diving into right now, and it's kind of crazy. A couple interesting things too is. Freemasonry is there. They have astrology as part of their things and everything, right? We talk about astrology quite frequently, you know. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's um, there's certain statues actually in D.C. and and I believe it's certain layouts actually align to Virgo. 
which is a uh, you know, virgin, you know, so, um, and also they've always revered Venus and stuff like that. But another interesting thing is, is that so did the Templars. And they were astrologers as well. And many of their their things lined up to, you know, the rising of, the, of Venus and all that stuff. So it's just interesting to like, there's so many similarities between the two. I mean, even the ritual itself. I mean, they buried a guy in a hole and then took him out to the light. Like, they, they revived him. him bro- into the light, which is one of the main right. things. Especially in the third degree. I mean, that's... It's just quite interesting, all the similarities they have. I don't know. We got an yeah, EA in the house, yeah, so yeah. we got to. If you notice, we got quiet. We're kind of yeah. clamping shit off right now. So, yeah. but uh, let's move on. We got another five minutes. What do you want to talk about? Do you have any questions from the? I got nothing right now. Nobody's really questioned in. I'm hoping you guys would send me some questions or what you guys want to hear. I didn't get anything this week. Uh, again, it's been uh, kind of busy, but. Um, Again, please like us on uh, the Freemasons podcast Facebook page, as well as um, Morningstar Lodge Forty Seven, our our lodges Facebook page. We're on Instagram. Rate review our podcast because any type of uh, help you can give us, it's it's huge, um, including uh, any type of monetary support you can give. If you go to the Anchor app, uh, either is actually you can. Uh, Subscribe on there, and it's either $0.99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month if you decide to be a big baller. And uh, it helps. It helps us get mics. It helps us improve things. Buys us beer money. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. With enough funding, we should make T-shirts. With enough funding? I swear to God I'll make T-shirts. Yeah. And my first T-shirt is going to be, fuck Alex Jones. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> So, but I got nothing else. I think I pretty much. I mean, yeah, you covered. Unless you wanted to go more into the Oak Island, I know you were talking about that a little. You bit. were talking about it. Yeah, uh, about going deeper into that. No, need or, session just on that. Yeah, yeah Oak Island. Podcast. That could be a whole another podcast uh, about the similarities and all and the things else. they found on there. Uh, I kind of got into a little bit of it with the with or the money pit the, and the golden ratio and everything. Templar treasure for a while. Templar treasure. Yeah, I'll cover that in another one too. Because I don't think that there was any Ark of the Covenant or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, I, think I, th- I found that really interesting when you we, you had your discussion before about that. Yeah. But just, the stuff that we were talking about today, like the Regis poem, um, the very first old charges and stuff like that, it, you know, it points to Euclid in a- ancient Egypt and stuff like that, counterfeited geometry. It's, it's wild. I mean, the, the, the studying that you can do. Mm. Oh, you could spend you could spend hours on this. You could spend years on it, right? And, and I think people have. <laughs> it's so basically it's on. a rabbit hole that you could just go <laughs> and run with. But you know what? That's what Freemasonry is all about. You know, it's kind of you just that's what you come searching for. That's you know that's the whole thing of masonry is to you know everybody takes their own path in it. Again, I kind of went down the history thing and dove down that rabbit hole. Others are community service. They want to do community service. That's all they want to do. Uh, and then others are, you know, find out about their parents or family or just care for brotherhood, you know. But I like talking about a variety of topics. Um, yeah, cover all bases because everybody has a different... What do you want to talk about next week? Because we've already covered the uh, ghosts. We've pretty much covered the uh, Knights Templar. Yeah. I don't know. Anything you guys want to hear? If I don't get anybody questioning or asking me what they want to hear? I don't know. That's a I mean, good one. 
that's on the spot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. 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 Hey. We could always just have a drinking session. And Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think, I they think could just would, listen to us get loaded. That's fine. <laughs> I think it would be valid to do maybe a... In Uber home. In Uber home. I just want to throw that out. A modern uh, Freemason uh, discussion about what's going on now in the world. With Versus the past. It's comparatively. I think... So, basically, how about we do this then? We'll talk about where masonry needs to morph to in order to survive. That, that sounds about yes. what I was getting at. Yeah, absolutely. Again, well, Freemasonry's always been a secretive type thing, but I think... With the world and the internet and everything Well, embracing change is kind yeah. of like a fact nowadays, so we all have to embrace some sort of change, because um, the world is different. How about ideas to bring in membership? <clears throat> yes. So I got one real quick, and then we'll talk about this next week, but this is my... I always thought it'd be cool to just get a card... A black card. Have cards made up. A black card with a square compasses with a skull in the middle of it. And then flip it over and just say, you know, Morningstar Lodge Facebook, you know, or something like that. You want to ask and like that? leave the stack, at like, you know, a little stack at a gas station. And, and leave. Like, the, like where you go into a restaurant. Or where you go into a restaurant. Anywhere. 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 It would, it would spark, spark interest. Spark like, interest like, George, skull, crossbones, that's going to spark interest. Is that Masonic um, slogan that they have? It's actually, uh, is it, it's this year. Is the it widow just stars. Connecticut? No, is it just Connecticut that it's more than a man, a Mason? What? Uh, is that just Connecticut? I that's think it the is. Grand Master's slogan for his pin. Is that what you're talking about? The slogan it, that's on the pin? It's, it's been everywhere. It's been on all the publications. Uh, more than a man. Comma, a Mason. I think there's so many slogans that the Masons use that it's pretty much. I don't think it's one particular state's thing. Every every you know, there's a slogan for you know Masons mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, I don't really particularly think it's specific to us. I think it's kind of all over the place. But I believe I believe if I'm correct, the the um, Templar or the the Royal Arch. Uh, Funded that. Oh, potentially. All no, right. no, no. I believe because um, I was at the Grand Lodge, um, Connecticut, when they announced. Oh, um, okay. There was funding done. There was so there was a study done, um, and the study was, uh, you know, do modern men want to want to join something or a club that, you know, and they basically listed all the tenets of masonry without saying it's masonry. Mm. And oh, okay. they found out that, hey, all, a lot of men want to join here, but they don't know what it's about. They have no yeah. clue what masonry is about. So it's, it, you know, and... The, and They don't necessarily tie the, that list with exactly. masonry. They like the list, but you say masonry, and they're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, they, there's a stigma attached to that. So, but they, but they say... Kind of jumping into the you game. Know what? Like, what? You know, we want to be... Do we, uh, we want... Um, men that we can converse with on a regular basis and not hold things back. Well, how about we do this, this then? Is interesting. I, let me say something really quick. Mm-hmm. Two, two quick things. One, what you described is basically how I found masonry. So, and George is the person I contacted when I came in. He's rolling his eyes because he doesn't remember. 
Uh, <laughs> I was actually trying. Let me, let me take that. Over. I was trying <laughs> to um, build my own brother. I was going to start my own organization, and what I wanted it to represent. And I had this kind of tenet, this this set of rules or or ideas. And I said, okay, somebody's somebody else has started an organization. Let me see how they did it. Right. So I started searching these key things that I wanted in my brotherhood and found out that one existed. So I stumbled on it through the back door looking for something that would satisfy what I wanted in in a group and said, wow, all right, well, somebody's done this. They've been doing it for like 400 fucking years. <laughs> Let me check that shit out. Recording. Before I start right down here, right, and that's right. how I found it. So yes, going by just what it stands for is a way to get into it. Um, and then really quick, the other thing is I do, in this applies to what you're going to talk about next week, I have a friend who recently contacted me and said, hey, a guy I know brought me to uh, a lodge meeting. I couldn't go into the meeting, but I had dinner with the brothers beforehand mm. because they were all like 80 and older. Wow. And I said, okay. And his problem was, he goes, this is a, supposed to be a brotherhood, but brothers are people who are my age and they're like me. Peers. And I, right. And I, and what I tried right. to impart on him is like, okay, all lodges are different and they all have different, um, you know, membership. But basically, you do become brothers with these people. And you'll see that the differences are much smaller than what you expect from an 85 year old guy. You'll learn a lot from him, he'll learn a lot from you. But to call that man a brother is an honor. Is an honor. It's an honor. Just as much as it is for him to call mm -hmm. you a brother. For sure. So, yeah. Just something well, to talk about. We got pair. And ju just just to tie this all in with what Brother Rock was saying, um, and how and what George says on how can we get brothers to or people to join masonry, it's 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 very simple. We got to promote. It's all about you know telling people our age about what's so great about masonry, about the the self self teaching and self growth and and brotherly bonding you know that's all important and so what we got to do is everyone out there and just us included we have to we have to explain to people our age why it's so great and and just show them that you know it doesn't matter who you are your social stature that you could you can meet everyone on the level and, yeah. and it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. it doesn't matter who you are in life all that matters are that we're all brothers and it's a beautiful thing and we just have to as an organization across the world we just need to promote it to people our age and they need to hear that so i'm going to make a prediction and then uh we're pretty much getting to the hour so we'll wrap right. it up. but i'm going to make a prediction what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot of these lodges that have older brothers that aren't really bringing in new brothers they're going to die off and my prediction is is that lodges like us across the country are going to have a wellspring of young guys and that's going to flourish out into the surrounding towns, and mm -hmm. young guys like us will bring it right back. Yep. But we got to stay true to it. So. Yeah, that's good. Anybody else, real quick, before we wrap this up, because we're pretty much at the end. No, okay. I think that's no. it. Nothing. All right. Last. Then we already know what our topic is. You boys got some homework to do. I got homework to do, and we'll talk about it next week. So, for the Freemates podcast, I am Brother George, Brother Henry, Brother Rocco, oh, Brother Scott. Brother James. Brother Daniel. Brother Perry. Signing off. Thank you all for listening.